Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Conan. And Dennis Dick on today's show, we're talking about that tech wreck from yesterday. Uh, no clear catalyst, but that's okay. It doesn't really matter what the catalyst is. It just matters what the stocks did, and that's what we'll talk about and what to do going forward here. Uh, U.S., China tensions probably not helping things overnight. Uh, I've got a couple of earnings on our radar. What's bad for Intel is good for AMD. Uh, Verizon this morning as well. We'll take your questions from our chat. And Jason Resnick, who is our founder and CEO, will join the show at 8.00. Uh, 40 or so and uh, talk some stocks with us as we wrap up the week. Want to remind you folks, hit that like button and subscribe to our channel. We appreciate that. And now, Joel, what is happening here overnight? I'm hoping it's not too bad. No, not too bad. Uh, good morning, Spencer. Good morning, everyone. We are down 13 and a half handles. Had a little bit rally overnight getting towards that 8 p.m. open. 32.39, that's 25 handles away. I think that's safe. On the downside, we got the 31 at 99 and a quarter. Nice rebound back over to uh, 32.20. Now just kind of sinking. We'll see if those lows, major support, the support of your lifetime at 31.90. We'll talk about that when Triple D uh, comes on here in a few minutes. Uh, crude into red, still above 40 bucks here. Uh, oh, in the green now, up 15 cents at 41.20. 22. We have gold in the green by a buck 10, trying to clear that $1,900 hurdle. Will today be the day? Uh, we will see. And silver, the wild child, uh, that is down now a 1%, 22 cents. It's down 22.77. Bitcoin, that's down $85 at 9565. Let's bring in Triple D here. And oh. uh, real quick, uh, Spencer and you, I got a trivia question for you guys. Oh, oh, it's trivia Friday com- starting early. It's kind of eight oh four in the morning, Joel. I don't know if I can handle any trivia. I suck at it all the time. I'm going to make that an excuse. Well, for this sure. is just a real quick one, and I'm going to make all it right, kind of complicated. And I just, I don't know who's going to get it right. I kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards Dennis because he's older. I never get any right. But I'm totally kind of leaning towards Spencer because he's just more worldly, more cultured than you are. Okay. I wrote an article yesterday about Tesla. All right. And in the article, one of the subheaders was a reference I used to a song. Okay. I want you to tell me, don't look at the article, Spencer. I want you to tell me, chat, don't help, who wrote this song. Are you ready? Oh, this is a hard question. First of all, 
I don't know what reference you're referring to, so I don't know the name. I will of the tell song. you. Now no, I have to know the artist. I will tell you. Unknown song. Me neither. It's okay, Dennis. Okay, here you go. The name of the song is "The Times They Are a Changing." That's Bob I know Dylan. The song. Uh, I knew Spencer would get it. Did he already say it? It's Bob yeah. Dylan. It's Bob Dylan. Oh, yeah. Boy. Okay. That's okay. Now we know who. Yeah. When you said you were leaning towards Dennis, I was like, "You're crazy! Don't put your money older. on me on trivia. Go bet against on trivia. Bet against Dennis. Short right. Dennis. Yeah, short go. Dennis on short Dennis on a lot of things. Stock trading is pretty good at, but I don't know. Well, Dennis, guess, trivia definitely not. I guess you guys want to talk about Tesla. Well, Tesla and tech as a whole. Well, I tech. I think the tech wreck is a story led by Tesla. So it, it was a catalyst yesterday. I mean, we were looking, you know, you're looking for a catalyst. Why is the market selling off? Don't look any further than the, than the Tesla numbers because Tesla said everything that the market wanted to hear and they killed it. This is crowded trades 101. We actually mentioned crowded trades. Everybody wants to be in this. Oh, it's going to go into the index. I've got to own it now. They've, they, they, they made the 50 cents. They made fourth quarter. It's going to go into the S&P. Sure, it's probably going to go into the S&P. But the trade was very crowded. I, I thought it could actually fall on the S&P announcement. It's so crowded. I didn't anticipate it falling 250 points ahead of the announcement. So at a certain point, obviously, if it continues to go down, then you will see it actually pop on the announcement. But it's crowded. I mean, everybody that's wanted to be in this is in it. So it needs to do some work. You can't use valuation metrics on Tesla. You can't use valuation metrics on almost anything in this market. So you can't look at it that way. You just got to look that the story has been hot, 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 hot. Crowded, 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 crowded. The stock went up 60% a week, you know, really from 1,000 to 1,600 in two weeks. It needs to cool off a bit. So this is the cool off period. All right, uh, we'll just say, hey, we're down $87 here at uh, $14.25.99. Two-day move. Just to interrupt you on that, because you have a classic two-day move here. And I'm going to say this is some of the easiest money to predict. When you see a stock have a key reversal like it did, almost always it's seen, and nothing's always, but more often than not, it gets follow-through selling the next day. Why? Because you have a lot of people and maybe they don't have day jobs right now with COVID, but a lot of people still, you know, aren't watching the markets, at, you know, as frequently as maybe all of us, you know, the, the traders who are in here all the time. Um, so they see Tesla, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, it's good earnings. And they come and they get back, you know, from their day job at four o'clock and they look and they're like, what the hell happened to Tesla? And the next morning they want to get the hell out. So this always follow through. This is what I call a two day move when you get a big reversal day often follow through the next day, classic move, 88 points that follows the next day. Usually you see a bounce, if we're just following my textbook, which I don't have written, but I've talked about this for years in the show. If you're just following my textbook rule, usually you get a bounce shortly after the open. So you get a washout, watch where Tesla opens, opens at like 1425 and washes out to 1400. And then starts coming back up through the open, then you might be able to strike. But I don't. I don't try to catch the falling knife here. And remember, this is only a trade because you know I'm not. You know, Tesla's a hard one. I can't fundamentally justify ever putting this in my long-term portfolio at these valuations. Although you know, some people can. I can't. So you know, this is only trading capital that I've been using. You know, when I'm trading Tesla. But if I was short the thing off of this, 
It depends on your time frame, I guess, but I'd probably be bringing some in here just after the open. Um, am I coming in here and buying hand over fist? No, let's see what it does. But I do think, you know, you could get a bounce in the 1400 area. Uh, I, what I'm looking at here, we're just sitting off the pre-market low. So you do you do have someone a little bit, 1407 uh, and 45. Yeah, there. so there's a, there's a target. But I'm looking on the dailies here. And why not come down to this area? And I, I'm just going to throw, I'm going to throw 1350 out there because you got a 1311 low, a 1351 low, and a 1376 low. So I think I would nibble. I would, you know, if I was trying to cover a short today, I don't know about trying along. I think I, if we, t if we take out the pre-market low, I think I'd see if I can nibble a little bit at 1375. 1376 if it gets through there 1351 just throw a couple bids out there yeah but you're you're nibbling you're, you're you're covering a short if you but you're still long this thing joel so you're talking from the short side are yeah. you holding are you just you're just holding yeah. this forever you're trying not yeah. to look at it i don't I mean, that's yeah. a good approach the jason rasnick joel Alcon and model works know you know the warren it. buffett approach works if you can if you can get good companies and just hold on to them you ignore all this what stuff. am i going to do with it uh, put it in the bank you know? Well, and there's a good point too. You know, I'm in Canada, and I was looking. I had some, you know, and they're, and they're equivalent to your CDs, but they're called GICs in Canada, Guaranteed Investment Certificates, issued and covered by you know CDIC insurance, issued by different banks. And I was looking. I had a couple come due um, that I, I just had cash in, and I was getting 2.1 percent. Looking at the rates now, and they're like 0.3 percent, 0.4 percent. I'm like. What in the hell am I going to do with 0.4%? There's no sense tying any money up for 0.4%. I might as well just leave it completely in cash, getting nothing in my bank account, because then at least I've got flexibility there. But that's the whole reason the markets are where they are. I mean, the rates are so low. There's nowhere else to put money. So you're right. Where, where do you go with the money? Uh, but Tesla, you know, you can go to another stock. You can go to safety. I mean, Wilk uh, Wilkin Romero is looking for fifteen hundred today. Oh boy, I tell you, there's a lot of people scratching their head on this. You've created some overhead supply today, so if you happen to see fifteen hundred or fifteen three, fifteen thirteen oh seven, that was a close from yesterday. I think it gets anywhere near there. Whoo, whoo, whoo. Wow, you caught a lot man. of people. Yeah, it caught a lot of people. A lot, a lot of, people of people still caught. sitting on a lot of profits too here. Oh yeah, right? yeah. It's still I mean, like you were saying the pre pre market show, Joel. This could go to a thousand bucks, and it's still kind of in an uptrend. I mean, if you go farther enough out on your chart. So, like, look, you know, the area we really broke out from, if we just go back to the scene of the crime, was a month ago at a thousand bucks. So you're right buying there. at sixteen hundred or buying at fifteen hundred, thinking I'm buying the dip. It could go to a thousand. You still got people like you and Jason Rasnick that are way up in the stock at that point in time, um, and it's still being an uptrend. So it's hard to say that you know just because it falls two hundred points, it's time to jump in Tesla. It's been the right move every single time. So I'm not going to argue. You know, if you think this is the dip to buy, and if you're just buying tech stocks hand over fist, you could be right. I I, I didn't buy anything yesterday. I wanted to buy a few stocks, but again. I, this is where I'm torn, and we can move into the whole tech wreck, you know, or, uh, talk here. But what I'm torn about is I look at, you know, where we are from an economic perspective, and it's a mess. So I'm like, is this? Uh, so I see a sell-off yesterday. I'm like, is this the start of reality, 
or is this just a dip in the unrealistic market? If it's a dip, a dip in the unrealistic market, you got to be buying. If it's the start of reality setting in, then we could go down significantly. So it's hard. And that's why I've always stayed underweight my long-term investment portfolio for since COVID started. I haven't really deployed a lot of that capital. I've just been running cash and it's been a bad move. I should have been buying stocks every time we've dipped April, May, June, July. But, you know, I've been trading. I've been doing very well trading and doing swing trades. And I got stopped out on almost all my swing trade longs yesterday, which is why you use stops. I mean, if you're in Tesla and you're in it for a long and it does a big reversal day, that's why you have stops. So like I had somebody messaging me, you know, they bought at 1600. And now what do I do now? It's 1430. I don't know. It all depends on your time frame. Why are you in it? Were you in it for a trade? But don't let the trade become an investment because it's going down. You know, you can let the trade become the investment that's going your way because you're just moving up your stop stops and all of a sudden you're comfortable with it. But it, it's, you got to have stops. Like I had that SHLL. We talked about that one. I put that on. I thought, okay, maybe it's going to hold the low. 2120. It, it took it out. So I stopped myself out. And, you know, and obviously it's a good move. The thing's 1923. It's a buck and a half lower from where I sold it, you know, on my stop. So you've got to, you know, be willing to take losses. And this is what a lot of newer traders are, are going to learn the hard way is stocks don't always go up. You know, obviously Dave Portnoy say, oh, they go up, they just go up. They don't. And if you're in the wrong stocks, it can go down. And, you know, the market, yes, I'll always come back. And, you know, and maybe it's going to always continue to come back. And maybe you always just got to be buying the dip on the indexes. And it's probably the move. Indexes but is different. It, it, it is. But in individual stocks, they can go down. And I, I say, as a trader, you absolutely have to have stops and at least mental stops and know, have a contingency plan when the trades, you know, start to look ugly. Get the hell out. I didn't sell my LCA yesterday because I had the LCA and I threw that in for a long-term account. And I believe in the story. Part of me wanted to sell. I wanted to sell my space yesterday too, but I was like, ah, it's a story stock. It's still going, I'm trying to hold on to that. But the stocks I got out of yesterday were all swing longs. So I got stopped out on SHLL. I sold my Procter & Gamble. I wasn't stopped out on it, but it's just had a pretty good move. And it's back up here in the valuation, you know, and I don't want to get into a situation where they start selling everything. So I sold my PG yesterday just because it's, it's been straight up since I bought it. So I locked in that gain. I sold my Comcast. I had that on Peacock. Um, it's up here this morning. So, you know, maybe it's going to continue to run. But so I locked in a few gains and I got stopped out on a few swing longs. So I, I no just say one thing there. about this LCA, you know, and I know you guys are doing the whole, what is it, SPIC, the thing that everyone's getting Spacks, into now. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as it goes, like with the casinos, in like this online gaming, yeah, I know baseball started and everything, but like, is everyone going to be a winner? You know, is the Golden Nugget going to be a winner? Is DraftKings going to be a winner? Is Penn Gaming going to be a winner? Are they all going to be winners? I don't, I don't know that. I mean, someone. I mean, Penn doesn't even have their their platform out yet, right? Everyone's waiting on that. Penn has have... a lot of physical casino operations too. Ooh, like the bulk of Penn Gaming, if you look ugh. at Penn Gaming, is physical casinos. That's something I'm not that interested in investing. No, no. So, but they, like the physical they, casinos. But they do have racetracks. So they, they've got the other stuff too. But they've got. I, I think if you break down, and I, I don't have you know the. I think if you break it down though, Penn Gaming has a lot of businesses there. But I think a bulk of it's still coming from like there's 43 casinos, I believe. You know, wow. operating like physical casinos. That's a casino play. 
you know, yeah. really, it's it's a casino play with you know a lot of tricky. Yes, it has barstool sports. Yes, it's got you know the, the the online you know gaming aspect of it, and obviously you know we're looking at you know from sports perspective. But there's also a lot of other stuff in there that I don't know if I want to own that bad. So that's why it's not a pure play. DraftKings is more a pure play, but the valuation's yes. scary. LCA, I believe, is more of a pure play, and the valuation isn't scary, and that's why we're okay. talking. It's going to be that makes sense. That's okay. the only reason I I, I think. I think my downside's like ten bucks. I think my upside's significant. So I've got I, I've got it on. I'm I'm actually almost I'm about flattening it again. I was up significantly. I obviously ran to fifteen three days ago and it's back down to where I bought it. So on this dip, if I didn't own LCA, I'd probably be buying it. Come might come down to twelve bucks today. Give you a third shot down there. Maybe it's not gonna be you can't throw and never go all in on any stock. So you still stay diversified. My long term portfolio I still have, even though you know I had like a hundred stocks at one time, but I sold them all before COVID. Um, yeah, I still probably got 50 stocks in there. So I'm very diversified. Like an LCA, I probably have like one or 2% of my net worth, you know, 1%. So if LCA goes to zero, why well, lose 1% of my net worth? I can stomach that. But I never, you know, the only stocks that I have that a significant amount in is I have a long position in the queues that I'm very significant in because it's grown so much. And like I said, MasterCard, because it's grown so much and I've sold some of that. So just stay diversified and you're always okay to a certain extent, as long as you're not on margin. All right. So I have a question about just how to, how to approach today uh, uh, broadly. Every dip so far for the past uh, four months has been a dip to be bought. Yes. What yes. do you, but what do you do today now? Cause it, it, it's easy to, to say that in hindsight, but it doesn't, it doesn't look good. It's, it's hard to come in today and, and when, when everything is down Always is. And, and buy. So how do you approach today? I, I think I think tech I think the trend broke. I look at Apple and it's tough because we were having dips and we were having little mini dips. Apple wasn't just a dip. Apple was like a significant sell-off yesterday. Look at this trend, take your Jeff Mackey purple crayon and draw it. It broke trend yesterday. So that's concerning. So now I think rallies to be sold. You know, and it, are we going to have this, you know, is the market going to roll over? I don't know. We saw a little bit of rotation yesterday. So some of the value names started to show life. I mean, if we go into a full reopening where, okay, we're getting past the virus and stuff, stuff starts to reopen, you could see money come out of tech because this has been the hiding spot for COVID. So you could see the money rotate into some of these other stocks. I'm not sure that's the case, but you look at IWM, which is a very, you know, good indicator for reopening stocks. A lot of smaller companies that are being impacted directly. And it didn't really sell off. Dennis, yesterday. look on the chart. Look on the right chart. Top right. Oh, you're the chart's you're are up. Oh, you took the chart off me. Okay. I didn't do, I didn't do anything, I swear. Are you, are, you, are you sitting down, Dennis? Okay, I'm sitting down. Okay, are you ready for this? Top right chart I'm supposed to look at. Okay, give it to me. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, show me. You got the purple crayon. <laughs> Yeah, you can start drawing trend lines. Joel's drawing trend lines. Look at Joel Alconan with the Jeff Mackey purple crayon. Holy, we give Jeff Mackey a lot of advertising. <laughs> there you go. It's not the best. Jeff would have connected this other little. Oh, okay. So, yeah. But we'll give it to you. Either way, that trend was broke nervous. yesterday. Trend is your friend. Trend broke. I own Apple in the long-term invest portfolio. I'm in from a hundred bucks. I'm not selling it. But if I had this for a trade, I'd be selling rallies. That's my, I, that's my thoughts on Apple. 
I, I just and I just want to give uh, credit to um, Gary in the chat for his unbelievable patience. Show us another me. one. Can you draw the? Oh, other one? now I got to do, do it on one? the fly. Oh shit! Oh, do it on the fly. Me. Let's see how uh, good you got to get good at this drawing these pen lines. What? What? what uh, I'm gonna do it. one more and then we're gonna move on. What? Uh, okay. What? What stock? What? One stock. We'll go wow. to let's go to Disney. Okay, we're on okay. Disney. Start it's talking it's with in the Disney. news here today. Start so we'll talking. give Joel a second. Bring up the Disney charts. We're gonna give him a second. Because if you to start to... talking, I'll have five. There's no minutes trend to for him to draw. This. It's just been shop. <laughs> I came the hardest one ever. Can, can I veto Disney? Can we go to like Intel and or uh, Intel? go to Intel? Yeah, go, go to Intel. Intel. Give the report. Let Dennis talk, and that will give me five minutes to, to try uh, to figure out how to draw the, the purple, purple line. line. All right, Intel. Uh, Intel, they beat and they beat, uh, but that's not really the story here. I'll give you the numbers here anyway. Just a DPS, uh, buck twenty-three versus dollar ten percent wow. estimate sales nineteen point seven billion versus eighteen point five five billion. So they beat and they beat. Like I said, as far as guidance is concerned, uh, their guidance came in above estimates for EPS and sales. So all good numbers, but. The story is the next generation of their chips are delayed uh, to – late 2022 or early 2023 at the earliest they found three years some sort of defect in their uh seven nanometer products and so uh what's it, what is bad for intel you will see if you pull up the chart is good for amd this morning yeah. uh, that, that is the catalyst for amd but so numbers aside a a two-year delay essentially two and a half years that's unbelievable in, in their in their next generation uh of chips is is your catalyst is, is your real catalyst here today wow uh you know i like I, intel 45 bucks somebody was asking me was i buying the dip of 55 last night i said no i said 50 i'm lowering it i'm not saying it's going straight there but this is completely broken this is an awful move it's on heavy heavy volume this is not bouncing back like tomorrow i don't think and, you gave um, and a two-year delay on the chips. I think this is going to see 50, and I'm not even sure if 50 holds. I don't know if it's going to see 50 today, but it is ugly. Um, you have people just getting massacred that were trying to buy this dip last night, and it kept leaking and leaking and leaking and leaking, and there's been no reprieve. Um, 50 is a big psychological level. 45 is huge support. If Intel ever goes back to 45, I will put it in my long-term portfolio. That's seven points away. Maybe I'll go 45, 46. That's where I would strike. I don't know if I'm going to get there, but I don't think I need to hurry back in Intel. This is ugly. Yeah, I mean, the heck with drawing a trend line on a stock that's down, you know, 8 bucks. 13% on one. Isn't this impressive, though? Like that the market is actually holding up fairly well, considering you got Intel down 13%. I mean, and we go to AMD and AMD's trading higher, but Intel obviously, Intel's part of the Dow still, isn't it? Yes. They didn't take it out, did they? Yeah, it's, no, it's still in there. No, yeah. it's, yeah, so, you know, it. it's obviously bellwether, well-followed stocks, and people getting just butchered in it here this morning. I like it at 45. I hope it gets there just for my uh, own to, you to know be able to they, buy it. Man, they, they uh, it seems like they've been kind of serving up softballs that they're going to do something wrong. You know, and I was thinking about last night before the report, like the Apple thing, they kind of brushed under the table, right? that they're going to lose the Apple business in a couple. And it just seems like they've had a couple missteps. And, you know, since we've had such a strong market, the market's kind of given them a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a pass that the bet. It's just not bouncing here, Dennis. Look at no. this big old it hasn't thing. at all. 
look at that. Step down seller. Someone's just pounding this thing. 52.13. So now you go to the weekly, man, you're taking out 56, 54. And now here, 52. What's this weekly low that I can give you? 51.22. I don't know. You take out 52. Maybe throw something out there at 51.30. I mean, I Why? guess if. Why I don't know. bother? Short term. I'm just trying to find because it's going to bounce, Dennis. That's just what like, somebody. Yeah, we can say that it was going to bounce. People were saying it's going to bounce at 56 last night. That's well, 55. I didn't say that. That's 54. Now it's 53. Now it's 52. This continues to leak. They got said they're going to two year delay on their on their you know new chip here, and we're going to talk AMD in a second because obviously that's benefiting from this news. Um, I don't see why you need to be a hero in this. This completely has broken every trend you want, and this is ugly. And you got to be a lot of people caught. So I don't think it bounces back not anytime soon. Maybe it does. Maybe this is just to buy the dip, and it's a, just a huge opportunity, and it bounces right back. But when Pfizer was bouncing back or, or selling off, and I was saying, you know, I'd be buying the dip, the reason for that was it had a catalyst. It had the catalyst of the vaccine. What's the catalyst for Intel here? Now that we know the chip's going to be delayed two years, what's the reason that, you know, everybody says I have to own Intel besides valuation, which we know doesn't even matter in this market anyways. I think this puts it in the hated category, like a Cisco, old school tech. It was starting to show life again. Now I think it's hated again. So I think Intel could stay out of favor for a long time. I. Uh this isn't really relevant, but it's anecdotal. Uh, so I'm working on this new uh, this new computer I got today or yesterday, I guess, first day on this new computer, and I've got myself uh, an AMD uh, brand new AMD chips. I went from Intel to AMD. And why did you do the switch? I I didn't do anything. No. <laughs> this, this computer was built uh, by somebody at Benzinga uh, for me for purposes of running the show. So here, I, I don't know if you can see. I'll pull up a picture. I don't know if you can, it may, it may be hard to see, but that, that's my computer right now. Oh, there nice. we go. Looks pretty cool. There. It's, yeah, it's multicolored. It spins. It's great. Anyway, Spend so anecdotal evidence, AMD rocks, and they're rocking here this morning. Yeah, they're rocking because the delay in the Intel chip means, okay, well, we're all going to be buying AMD chips here. So AMD is up 6%. One thing to consider if you're coming here and scrambling and buying AMD with the other 1.4 million shares that have bought it this morning. Um, is we are have turned on tech. So it's giving you a counter rally in an wow. overall trend that has turned. Now, that, that being said, you are trying to take out the highs. And I would say as long as you're above 62, you're, you're new highs. So I never like being short stocks making new highs. I'd say if it comes back down and gets below 62, I would be concerned. So it's not. I don't short stocks making new highs. So I'm not saying come out here and short the stock, but if I was long in this thing, it'd be hard not to, you know, take advantage of the pop here. Yeah, where are we at? Well, we were sixty-three thirty up three seventy-three. Uh, you were higher. I mean, if you want to target on this one, uh, maybe go to sixty-four seventy-seven. We've backed a buck forty, buck fifty off that. The way I kind of look at those things is, you know. There's some people long. I know a lot of people sold above this area, but I just think you might have a little rougher sledding going back up. I even think 64. Plus, you know, it's a thick stock. Oh, well, they are on the NASDAQ now, so you can't really look at a book. But, you know, people that thought, oh, I missed the 62 high yesterday. They got the orders at 62 today. There's been enough stock traded for that not to make a difference. But uh, 
I agree with you on that one, Triple D. That high from yesterday, 62.33. One hell of a move from it for it. Uh, AMD. So jump over um, Disney. I wanted to go to, um, and we'll move away from the tech rec for a bit. We can come back at some tickers at the end. Disney's down two and a half bucks here this morning. They're going to delay Mulan. They're going to delay multiple other movies as well. I mean, again, this is ground zero. All of their businesses are affected, none more than Disney. I love the brand. I love the company. They're so impacted by COVID that I can't bring myself to be long the stock. The stock itself looks like it's topping out at 120, um, which is concerning to me as well because 120 was a very relevant level I remember years ago. Um, And it's funny how these new levels come into play. If you bring up like a yearly chart and you look back at 2015, we topped out at 120. Back in 2018, we chopped out 120. Finally, Disney Plus allowed us to break out over 120 in 2019. Now we come back to the scene of the crime. We're struggling at 120 again. It makes me think that I'd rather be a seller at Disney than a buyer. Not selling into the into the dip here because I don't like selling dips, but uh, I, I think 120 is a big level to try to get through. Yeah, coming back pre-market low, 115.02. Still hanging here at 115.50. Nothing really on the dailies here uh, to support, you know, to say, hey, that's going to be the low. If you're looking for your next daily support level, though, uh, just under that, 114.54, that was your low on the 14th. And then better yet, if you're really a better area for me, would be 113 because I see three consecutive lows, 112.90, 112.61, and 112.81. So let's just call that, you know, that, the split knit would be 112.75, but in this decimal Latin world, you got to call it 112.75 to 113. That's your major support if it blasts through that pre-market low today. Ton of other stocks. How is wait wait wait? How is AMC moving off this? Because it's basically Disney just coming clean, saying, "Hey, we're just going to chalk up the year to a loss, and we're just going to backload everything." Look at AMC. It's holding four bucks. There's hope that this thing can survive, and maybe it can. This is just now a call option. It's a call option on whether it survives or not. I mean, people, you know, it's $35 back in 2017. It's four bucks here now. It's going to be a long time before people want to go sit in a movie theater with people and strangers, and they hear somebody cough in the movie theater, and they're like, am I going to get sick? The whole experience is ruined. So I personally think AMC is not going to make it. That's my own opinion. I'm sorry, you know, that, you know, for AMC, I feel bad for them because, you know, it's not they're doing the COVID thing, but I think it's going to be very difficult. With that being said, you got huge support here, four bucks. So if I was long at three, you know, 375 would be my stop out. Takes out 375, I want no part of it, but I want no part of it anyways, because I don't see how they get through this. Not without serious dilution or, you know, with help. So it's trying, it's holding on, but I'm not sure they can make it. Yeah, what about when Amazon was going to buy them? Remember that? And uh, you know, is that, that ridiculous? Rumor? Amazon is always somebody in the media, right? Writing something about who's Amazon's going to buy. Who does Amazon really buy? They bought Whole Foods. Who do they really come and buy? They buy a lot Spencer. of people. They buy a lot of people. What they, else have they bought big? They bought Ring. I mean, that's private, but what the hell is Ring? That's the the doorbell camera company. How uh, much was that acquisition? Um, uh, several uh, here, a billion dollars. A billion dollars. You're talking about a company that's worth a trillion and a half, and they're okay. A billion. That's nothing. Have they? They did a Whole Foods acquisition, which was significant. There has there been any uh, other 
public I'm markets looking. where they've come I'm, in and I'm they've scooped looking. up because we, we, we heard they're going to buy Kohl's. We hear they're going to buy, okay. you know, we, we hear all this stuff. Who, who else, Joel? They, they, they just, they just None of that stuff materializes. It's not happening. Yeah. I, they're not know. buying AMC. Can I just say one thing about AMC? And, and then it was and... wrong. It was like, that, that was the worst article ever because they said, oh, it was AMC they were going to buy. And then they were like, no, it's AMC Networks. The, the person who wrote the story didn't even put the right stuff. I, I'm sure they got fired. It was the worst thing ever. And then AMC, so AMC sells off on it then. And then AMCX goes up. I was like, are you kidding me? You're starting a rumor and you don't even put the right ticker symbol? So I don't know who wrote that, but that was just bad reporting. If they had a, if they had a lead, that was just very poor reporting. Because it was they had it even real quick. Wrong. Amazon bought uh, Zooks. They're they're uh, self driving. Never heard of Zooks. Self, well, it's private self driving vehicles. They bought them for uh, 1.2 billion. What like, public companies? Because obviously, there's lots of little private companies that get bought every day. But my argument here is people are saying, oh, they're going to buy Kohl's. Oh, they're going to buy and like you know AMC or AMCX. I mean, people start rumors because they look at Amazon. They bought they Zappos buy? there, public company. Boom. What? Zappos. Yeah, yeah, I need some new shoes. Yeah, they bought yeah. Zappos. How much was that? There you go. $1.2 billion. In These are drops in the buckets. Has it been in, a $10 in, billion in, dollar in one? $2,009. <laughs> yeah, these are all drops. There's been no – it's not their style. It's never been Amazon's style to come in and buy serious you know, and, and, and pay a serious amount for any of these companies. So it's just not their style. So it's not their fault. It's just not their style. So. All right. What, we got some more earnings. I, I, that's why I say all these material, all these rumors oh, know, that you hear of Amazon buying this, that, they never materialize. Oh, one more thing before we move on from uh, the AMC. Uh, two things. One, what was the trend in AMC before COVID, right? So that's one thing. The, the story second was th- broken a long time ago. Exactly. And um, and then I don't know how many of you guys read the, the weekly newsletter from uh, Gene Munster from Luch Ventures. If you don't, you should. Uh, he said that. Saturday. Yep. Mm-hmm. It comes in great read. Uh, that, you know, you're seeing accelerations of trends that are already in place. Right. And the movie industry was changing already more to the on-demand and Netflix and everything. So that's kind of what you're seeing. You're Right now, you're just, you know, because of COVID, you're seeing a rapid acceleration of trends. Maybe business travel was already trending down. You know, maybe hotels where occupancy was, you know, trending down. But COVID has just accelerated the trends. So there you are, AMC trading at four bucks. Most you can lose is four bucks on it. Let's go to oh eight thirty five already. So uh, Jason Rasnick would join us here in a couple of minutes. Let's do Verizon real fast, just because they did report earnings this morning. Um, EPS beat a buck eighteen versus a buck fifteen sales of thirty point four versus twenty nine point nine billion dollars. So they gave guidance as well. Uh, EPS guidance for the year they gave a range of down two percent on a year over year basis to up two percent. I haven't looked at the chart at all, so I don't know what it's doing. Uh, it's up. It's up 23 cents. I just have to see, you know, based on what the market's doing and based on, you know, AT&T, they're two totally different companies. I see this high from yesterday at 56.09. We're right there right now. Uh, you got a spike in pre-market trading to 56.40. I don't know. Like this, if it doesn't like get out of this, you know, whole 56, get over 56.50, Make a run at 57. 
this thing to me looks like it could roll over a little bit and test that support at 55 and a half. So holding 56 early, I see a pair of lows at 55, 45, 55 and a half. Uh, any, uh, any thoughts on that, Triple D? I'm trying to trade something here right okay, now. Okay, good. The market is so messed up with this fragmentation. I'm trying to sell stock that's trading up. And I'm on ARCA, and I'm watching it print through me on NSDQ, a buck through me. And I can't get done on ARCA. And it's just ridiculous how fragmented. They say fragmentation is good for the investor. And they don't realize. I'm selling the stock at 108.80. It's printing 109.70. I'm not joking. It's printing 109.70. I'm not getting done. Because I'm on ARCA and it's on NSDQ. And I don't know who controls the routing, if they're intentionally routing around my orders or not. And this is a whole market structure issue. But believe me, this happens because you don't have any protection, book protection in the pre-market at all. So it can just route around your order and you don't get filled. So you could be selling at 109 on a thin stock. It can trade 110 through your price on a different exchange and you don't get filled. It's such nonsense, the fragmentation. And I think there's other stuff that goes on that's nefarious around it too, where they're intentionally routing around orders. Um, you know, where you got retail brokers that route out and then they control the routing and they want to get their own orders down to their own market makers and they route around yours. I think that stuff gets done. So regulators, if you're listening, fragmentation sucks. And we can go into it's more ridiculous. detail. It's ridiculous. Wow. You can sell a stock. <laughs> can you believe that, Spencer? I'm out there offering a stock at 108 and it's printing 110. I'll buy it. And I'm not getting filled on my offer. It just, it sweeps through and it takes it on the other exchange. So somebody got totally screwed. The buyer got totally screwed. I'm willing to sell 108 in the 108 handle. You're printing around me and printing somebody up at 110. The pre-market is a lot, you know, a lot of shenanigans with the fragmentation. Anyway, so, you know, if I could bring it up now, I sold the stock. You want to see what it was? I've sold the stock. I'm out. S-E. So I had the stock, SE, and I'm sitting there and trying to sell the stock. I have orders out there, 108 and 108.50, 10880. I'm watching it go 110 through my bloody order. So it prints, you see all these prints? Look at SE on the chart. And look at, bring I, up yep. all the trades, all fragmented garbage. And there's you know, obviously somebody that wanted in, somebody's routing the order through. And I was like, well, I'll sell it to him because I was long it from last night and I'll sell it to him. And I'm like, so the person who's buying it is paying 110. I'm willing to sell 108.80 and my, my offer's out there. And then I move to 108.60 and it misses me again. And, you know, I'm on NSDQ and, and it prints on ARCA. Then I move to ARCA and then it prints on NSDQ. So, you know, and everybody else, you know, and obviously, you know, we, a lot of retail traders don't control routing, might not notice this type of stuff. But you see it happen where they're trading through your price and you don't get filled. It's BS. And everybody, everybody says, "Oh, fragmentation. We need, you know, we need more exchanges. We more need more things. It's garbage. You know why the CME and the futures are, are so bloody efficient? Because it's all traded on one exchange. Fragmentation. Yeah. Just, yeah and, and maybe yeah. we can write this up. But the the fragmentation in the market." is just gotten to a ridiculous level. And what I mean by that is you have every stock trading on 13 bloody exchanges. You've got, you know, you've got all these other stocks trading on dark pools. You've, you know, you've got 40 different dark pools. You have off exchange market makers that are trading and controlling all the retail flow, capturing all that, doing 25, 30%, taking it, you know, away from the public markets where they're just printing and matching the best price or sometimes taking it through it. Odd lots, you know, I'll be on an odd lot of 99 shares, something print, print $3 through my price because odd lots aren't protected either. The fragmentation 
in this market is just out of hand. It's been out of hand for years. And it just rubbed me the wrong way and pissed me off right there because I'm sitting there and I'm like, are you kidding me? Three times printing through my price? What about the poor buyer? Who's paying 109 and a half or 110? Why am I willing to sell 108? Who's screwing? And they'll say, oh, we gave them price improvement over whatever the hell else. It's all nonsense. I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. I get. I have, and and, you know, and uh, the other thing is like, you know, I've talked about this stuff. I met with regulators three times about this stuff and, and, and obviously, you know, in Washington at the SEC, I've written papers about this stuff. I don't write anything anymore. I'm too busy with my kids, but you can go back 2010, 2011. I was with the CFA Institute talking about all this kind of crap from 2010 to 2016. CFA Institute is great. They were trying, you know, advocating for obviously, you know, uh, for, for fairer markets more than anything. CFA Institute obviously does all that stuff. They do really good stuff with that. But I mean, it, nothing's changed and the fragmentation is getting worse. And you got, you know, and why do you think you get free trades, you know, at all these platforms? So they can control your routing. So yep. they can control your routing and route your prices around and screw the limit orders that are out there. And, and then they, they'll say, oh, we gave you price improvement on this. Um, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. You're getting free trading. You're getting screwed in the spread. You're getting screwed, you know, uh, you're getting screwed in multiple places. And, you know, and the, and the stats will show, but you, you don't consider the opportunity cost of your missed executions. Like I just, if I wouldn't have got filled, you know, and here I, I could have got 110 if they're doing me right. But, you know, I get 108.80 or whatever, 108.50. Um, it's just nonsense. It's, it, and, and the game's rigged. It's always been rigged. But I mean, when you've got a price out there at 108.80 and it's printing 110 through your price, something's functionally wrong with the markets. All right, Dennis, tell us how you really feel about it. Yeah, no, it's... it's. I don't yeah, ran yeah. on market structure too much. But, no. you know, I'm on a live radio show right now. And I'm getting screwed on a fell. I might as well rant on it because this is something that needs serious fixing. The fragmentation of the markets has screwed up the equity markets. Let's okay. move on. All right. On that note, I'm going to bring on our guest now. Jason Rasnick is the founder and CEO of Benzinga. He'll be joining us here in a couple of moments. Um, I, I didn't forget about the chat. I know there are some tickers and there are some questions that I want to get to, but before I get to them. But uh, Jason and a guest. Jason, good morning. She has a new shirt she's modeling for the Benzinga Superstore. <laughs> See what it says? What's this? Oh, Benzinga Babe. Benzinga Babe. Oh, okay. oh, that's cool. Oh, my God. She's big now. Oh. These these kids grow. You feed them and they grow. It's amazing, Hi, eh? Oh, that was the perfect thing to make me in a better mood, Jason. I'm in a wound up mood. You did the. He must have known that I was wound up, and he said, "What did she say?" What did she say? She said the stock market's going up today. That's what she said. <laughs> it always goes up, doesn't it? I thought stocks would go up. What stock are you buying, honey? Dennis, let her what? talk for one second. Okay, go ahead. Dad loves Tesla. You heard she said? Dad loves Tesla. <laughs> Do you love Tesla? That's the question. Because yes. you got a great hey, all right, good job. job. See you later. Say bye, everyone. Bye. All right. I thought it was a good way to start with her on it because, um, Dennis, you, you were raging for the last 10 minutes. Yes. I thought, how am I going to come in the show? I can't bring the energy like Dennis is this morning. He's killing me. <laughs> killing me so there's no way i'm gonna be able to bring it up another level so i'm like you know what i'll just take it down three levels and that's what i did with that i needed to calm down you calm me down thank you jason yes. now i can rationally now, think again 
But Dennis, people in the chat are going crazy because your camera is too. Um, yeah, Dennis. We, we would tell them this for days. No, no, it, 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 you it, look it, like a little it, mouse there. Because the Benzinga sign's too high in the back. I need the oh, other banner back. It, it's because he's slouching. You can, you can adjust your camera. Yeah, but if I dust it down like this, now you don't see the Benzinga sign. I want right. to get the Benzinga the love. You need, you need to get some pillows or something. You need to put the camera further away from you, dude. Well, well, it's attached to my monitor. That's so. fine. That, that's fine. All right. Well, well okay. I need, that, the, that's I need to get the camera like this, my thing too. So whatever. We're both fucked. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <Woo -hoo>. so, <laughs> you didn't hear that one. No, I hear. I said it. I'm, I said I'm not scared of Joel anymore. He can boss me around all day. <laughs> Bosses Spencer around. Bosses me around. I don't care anymore. I'm an independent thinker and I do my thing. So kick me off. Uh, whatever. Anyway. You guys want to talk Tesla first. Mitch Hodge has been, you know, hitting my phone up since 5 a.m. Jason, you got to talk about Tesla. Tesla, Tesla, <laughs> Tesla. Okay, Mitch, here, here goes. So Tesla had a run of the century the last month and a half the, of the century. Yeah. You guys saw the bet I won. You guys saw the call options I bought. I sold. I had two call options. I sold one of them before earnings. I didn't sell the other one like a jackass, and I should have. Um, so I still have one call option. But – um, I'm my long stock I'm keeping the, um, what, you know, people, the earnings call, here's, here's the story. Yes. They had good numbers. Yes. There was a profit. Yes. They sold carbon. They sold credits. Everyone's talking about Elon didn't say the thing that I thought could potentially rock the stock. And that's why I didn't sell, um, my other call. The model Y is the greatest car I've ever been in, ever seen, ever driven. You're literally going to see the model Y's over the next six months to a year, take over the, the roads. It is so good. It is so, it's not even like a car. It's like, it's something that's so far in advance. And he didn't, he didn't go to that. He didn't say that this is going to have double the amount of sales we, pro we projected, which I think it's going to. And so it's your time duration is the question because the Model Y sales are just going to be so far and so much higher than anyone ever thought. And they didn't really go to that on the conference call. And so that's why the stock in my mind didn't hold up. So I sold a little more, I sold, I sold a little shares that I had the morning, the pre-market morning, which was after the earnings, it was yesterday, the day before, but I kept my one call and, um, but I'm still long. I think Tesla still hits a 2000, but if it's, pre if it's, uh, it's 2000, but if, the, if it's, you know, short term, it's anyone's guess. But I am long Tesla. I believe in the story. I believe that it has further to go, and I won't bet against Tesla. But it had a it had a run of the century. Yeah, it, it did. Had a run of the century, and to go from a thousand to this price, Dennis. I mean, I don't know. In, man. in two weeks. Yeah, it, so. it did in two weeks. Like we talked about it right off the hop, Jason. And I was just saying, you could go all the way down to a thousand bucks on Tesla here in price, and it's still in an uptrend. The bulls are still in control. So I mean, it just had such a big move that right. it needs to cool off a bit. And that's what you're seeing is the cool off period. I don't know if the Tesla story is broken. I think it's just cooling off. And I, what I thought you said it was very smart this morning, right when the show started, the crowded trade. People kept seeing Tesla run up. So everyone is inside getting in the stock. And then what happens? They see, whoa, Tesla's down this. Oh, I'm getting killed. I'm selling out. So you're going to see a lot of nervous traders selling out. And then you're going to see some buyers coming in to support it. So that is um, what's going to happen. I mean, that this is a stock that brought a lot of retail in at a very high price and low price. I mean, I mean, you, you have both. So I'm just, you can talk as much crap about Tesla. I'm 
again, a believer. I'm not a believer in all these SPACs, though. I'm not a believer in all these EV SPACs. I'm not a believer in the NIOs. And I mean, I'm sorry, Mitch, WKHS. Yes, in the short term, sure, they're trades. But not all these companies are meant to be worth all this money. They're, um, you know, um, they're just, they're just not, you know, um, they're really, you know, so that's my opinion. I mean, everything, anything that, you know, and obviously two weeks ago, anything that even mentioned electric cars and it was just blasting off. And obviously we saw, you know, the workhorse movies, you know, a lot of us participated and it was awesome. It's cooled off here now. We've had the CEO on and yes, they have that potential catalyst, obviously with you, uh, with the potential mail contract, but you know, there's no guarantee that they get that either. So that's the wild card with that stock. But just the, the thought process that, oh, if it's electric, it's got to go up a thousand percent. You know, that, that was working for about a week or two, but that whole story has cooled off to a certain extent as well. So, so you know, and, and, every, and there's just a ton of, I mean, SHLL is another one, a SPAC that's, you know, going to bring electric, you know, and I think it's electric trucks to the market here. And what's the name of the company for uh, SHLL, Spencer? Highly uh, uh, on, and yeah. I'm working on getting them. Actually, I think they are coming on the show uh, in two weeks potentially. The story. Oh, look, look at the explosion. It went from sixteen dollars to thirty-four, where everybody had in two days the stock it doubles because everybody has to own anything electric. Well, it's cooled off, and like Jason says, they're not all going to be Teslas. So you know, some are some. There's, I'm sure some of these are going to be good investments. And some of them aren't going to be good investments. So you can't just buy everything electric thinking, oh, I'm going to get rich on it because everything's going electric. And Dennis, the scary thing is with these other ones, there's not the strong fundamentals right now. And so if they ever report negative news, like the battery's taking longer or this is taking longer, those stocks will just drop like 50% in a day. You know, so it's like, it's, it's, it can be scary. And Tesla doesn't have that kind of thing like it's going to drop 50 percent in a day at least i don't think so and that's what scares me when i invest and i it's you know something i've learned but i do it on probabilities what's the you know best case scenario worst case scenario than likelihood and so i think some of these wkhs's and stuff like that sound interesting the story sounds great but i just don't know if the fundamentals are there to cover you in a downside scenario I mean, We're solo. On the line. What, what about solo? Just before we switch the, the topic, yeah, solo, I we, had, quick. we had the CEO on yesterday. Listen. He told a great story and I was like, I'll nibble into a little bit of that. And, yeah. you know, I actually nibbled out of a little bit of it yesterday too, because I thought the whole electric car story turned yesterday, just, uh, just in the day. So I got in and kind of got out. I have a little bit, I kept a little bit of it. I said, I'd lean on that three, but I mean, it, it looks really cool. The cars look cool. They tell a good story. Um, what are your thoughts on that one? Did you listen to the interview? And what are your thoughts on SOLO? It. it was a great interview. I great listened. interview. Talk me into it. Yeah, no, totally. And that's the problem. Warren Buffett says he doesn't like meeting the CEOs because the CEOs yeah. call them iced Eskimos, you know? And so, but I'm not saying that was a bad, inter I'm not saying it's a bad company. I yeah. honestly don't know enough about it. I didn't make the trade. I wanted to. I was like, I'm ready to buy this thing. This guy's talked me into it. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, what's the catalyst? What's the... What's the catalyst on this thing? So I just, I held off. I wrote it down on my list and I have it written down. Like I'm going to watch to see what progress they make. Um, because I don't know, like the, the guy was good. It was a great get for the show. It was a great get. Um, thanks to Zoltan and all those guys doing it. So, but it was, um, I don't know. I'm not in it yet. I'm not in it. I, I didn't. I didn't run to the register, you know, I didn't run. I stopped myself out under three is what I said to myself when I bought it. I went 350 on it and I was like, oh, you know, and everything, it was looking good. It went up to 380 and then the whole market turned. 
So now yeah. I think I think I probably get stopped out of it today. I could. So yeah, but but Dennis, the thing with that one is we got to bring the guy on in three months or two months and do a little follow-up. What's the Yeah, process? that's important to do. Yeah. That is. And We're on the line with Jason Rasnick. He's the founder and CEO of Benzinga. He's been joining us uh, for the last couple of weeks, last couple of months here every Friday. But I've been thinking about something that you mentioned a while ago, and I, I know you and Luke participated in this, and I, and I just wanted to see how the relative performance was. Remember when oil was around 20 bucks? And yes, you yes. were you were very convinced, and I think Luke, you guys talked I, about it. Oil's going to rebound, right? I, 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 I we emptied our pool out and put oil in our pool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so you bought the USO, right? Yes. Okay, and then it did a reverse split, right? Yes, After yes. you had it. Yes, but the, I'm not in it anymore, dude. Oh, you're not in it anymore. He traded it. I think did he you said end that up, a couple did months you end ago. Up, because I just want to, uh, you know, if you can show what the USO has done. You know, even since the reverse split and then what oil has done is something that we talked about along, you know, if you're going to be a long-term investor. Yeah. So I just, because it was a good call. And whereas, you know, and I don't know if you could have taken the heat in the future markets or whatever, but, you know, if you look at this USO chart here on the weekly, yeah, it's moved up off the low, but on a percentage basis compared to the oil. But if you're already out of it, it's no good. But I, I just, uh. I was thinking about that, and you know, no, it's called you and the U- Joel, USO. Joel, Joel, no, it's a right, it's a right-on thing on on the USO. If you think about it this way, I got out of that because there was so much, you know, people talking about how it's not a great way to follow the markets. I, I didn't get out of it because of the trade, but it goes along with my Delta trade. My Delta, I guess I'm saying trade, but really it's an investment or whatever. Um, I bought Delta call options that are due in 2021 because I think that I think people are going to travel again. I, I really do. I think people are going to travel again. So right now, this I bought them. The stock went down like 30% after I bought them. Now it's down, or no, 40% down. Now it's down 10% but or 15%. But I think a year from now, Delta is going to be up. So it's like the USO trade or USO investment. Same thing. You buy it and you don't look at it. I put it in my long-term account and don't look at it for That's six key. months to a year. That's yeah. what you need to do. The only reason, Joel, I'm out of that USO is because I was freaking looking at it and people kept talking about it on TV that it's the wrong thing to trade. But when oil and everyone's hating something so much, you buy it. That's what I that's what I do. I try to do the opposite. So if we want to go to some of these other trades that I did um, on the show, and I, I you know I was going crazy about Whirlpool uh, a couple weeks ago, but I was also talking about BGFV. Uh, big, yeah, let's, big, let's show up. Let's show up big five. Uh, big five sporting goods. So that's like a Dick's uh, competitor. Um, why not D and Jets options? I don't know. They're not I mean, around here, are they? Do you, are they around I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so, Joel. I, I, oh. I haven't seen them around here. So I brought came on the show and I brought this. This is a – yes, I bought it yeah, here. I remember like, the segment. I bought it like 160 or something. They're only out west, FYI. Thank you. Thank you. So I bought it at 160. I sold at 360. Three, fifth, three, between three and 360. I did, th- I, I did three buys and three sells. I'm out now. Double. I'm out now, and I'm don't. I'm not happy. I'm not. I'm out. You know. Um. I'm not happy. I'm out. I just wanted to get out because I was buying some other stuff, but I'm out. And I it was a huge game. Um. But I brought it on the show because what I looked there is I was looking at the out the outdoor place. What stocks weren't really moving? And it's the same thing I looked at my when I bought T A S T the fast food restaurant. Um. So. 
you know, TST is that like drive through, they own a bunch of fast food things, but, um, and so, yeah. So when, when, if you go back further, go back further, I bought this. Yeah. I remember when you talked about it, I liked a buck, buck 60 or buck. Oh seven. no, no. Don't go back, back further. Go back. No, he is, he's right. He's right. Yeah. I bought, he's right. Cause I was, I forgot Corona was just in April. I brought it at buck 60. It feels like it was last year. It wasn't. It does. It does. Spencer. <laughs> I was like, he's way off. I was, I was, it does. It feels like it was last year. You're right. So I bought that at 160 and a friend told me about it. Like he's like, it's an interesting company. They're either going to go bankrupt or survive. So the risk versus reward was, was high. And I haven't sold, I sold 15% of that position. So why'd I keep this one and not big five? I don't know. It was, it was maybe stupid, but, but it was still like, like you can't be greedy on my Tesla call options. Why didn't I sell the other call? I, sometimes I get too greedy and that's a mistake that people make. I, you know, I made, Hard. Uh, um, and and then, yes, I see you guys asking about Gan, Eli. Um, so here are my positions now. I still own Eli. I haven't sold share of Eli. It's up 15.91%. That looks good. I, I, I'm waiting for earnings, guys. I'm waiting for earnings on it. I think it's like in a week or two. Um, the golf courses are packed. Right? And, they, and the to, stores are packed. packed. They're packed. Has, yeah, and the stores are packed. I, Eli is at 18.28 today. I think it goes to 22 in the next three weeks or 23 and i'm just hanging on i have I'm, i just own the regular common stock um and what kind of clubs do you have oh my god i am my dad has the like the clubs that like even the pros don't play he he thinks the clubs make the golfer good i'm a guy that has clubs from seven years ago and when i go play i go to the pro shop and say can i demo those clubs so i haven't committed to buying new clubs yet so well, I what need, do you have Oh, I have um, TaylorMade. So do I. I need I need some new clubs too. Yeah, I have TaylorMade. I need new clubs bad. Um, okay, so then I um, I bought Ford this week, guys. I bought Ford this oh, week. Oh, stop Ford. This is an interesting one. So, <laughs> we got to stop. We're stopping here. Ford. Ford. Yes, it looks yes. good. It actually looks okay right now. It's coming up. The reopening bought, trade's coming back a little bit. I, it's up 3%, 3.01% since I bought it. But I bought it because of the Bronco. Catalyst. You like the new Bronco? I like the the trends on it. I like seeing how people are looking for it. I like seeing the comments. I think people, it's like exciting. It's like an iPhone, exciting. Like the look of it is is I got to do it again, Joel. Sorry, buddy. It, the look of it is a badass. It's like a badass car. That's Ass is why okay. I like it. Okay. okay. What'd you say, Joel? That's okay. Yeah. Why is that okay? But another. I mean, who decides <laughs> what are swear words? I just don't understand. It's just like someone in <laughs> the F bombs are aggressive because, because, <laughs> um, because there's kids that listen to the show. There's, I don't, I'm asking, that, hold on. You're, you're not answering my question. You just said, cause there's kids. I'm asking you, is there like a governor, a governor board, a chairman, they sit on the stage and they say, this here. is a swear word. This is not. I yes. Mean, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell, oh, you I'll tell you who his name is. His name is George Carlin. He said this years, decades ago. Even. Oh yeah. There are seven words you can't say on TV, and so you just go watch that, and that will uh, inform you. Well, I'll bring, I'll bring. Uh, I don't want to name. Today's I'll say all seven George, right now. I don't, I don't want to. Spencer, you can say that, but I don't want to do a name drop. But I'll bring on our friend Mark Cuban, and he's going to destroy you guys on this topic. <laughs> he totally disagrees with you guys, one hundred percent. I've there's never like heard Mark Cuban drop There's like two the words. I've never heard him say anything on uh, CNBC. <laughs> because, because you, because you have um, cotton in your ears. What do you want me to tell you? Turn up the volume, okay? At CNBC, he swears. Yes, they, yes, they, they beep him, and he goes, "Oh, I don't." He goes, "I don't." I tell my kids, right. 
Why? I'm you get Mark Cuban on the show, and he can say anything he wants. Uh, Jason, can I ask you about a stock from yesterday? I don't Joel, know. If- I would have on the I would have on the show not to talk about stocks to tell you why your philosophy on swear words is wrong. That's why. <laughs> on what? On swear words? Okay. That's it. That's <laughs> Easy it. Mike listens with his grandkids. Great. That's awesome. Grandkids should know these words. They're not bad <laughs> words. It's just not words of vocabulary. I don't understand. This is crazy. All right, Spencer. Spencer's been wanting to go for five minutes. Go, I just, Spencer. I just have a question. I don't know if you saw uh, your old buddy express. Hey, George Carlin was complaining, not regulating. Matt Van Essex said, okay? I'm not going to stop this one, guys. I'm not going to settle it's down. True. It's true. He, he was complaining. All right. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw your old buddy express by yesterday, but the CEO was on Fox Business at like, I don't know, 3.10, 3.15. And if you look at the chart, you'll, you'll know exactly when he was on, actually, because uh, every, he didn't say anything really new, but doesn't seem to matter. The only thing he really said was that uh, they're going to be testing uh, passengers soon here. But I don't know if you saw this, Jason. I don't know if you're still in it, but I just want to get your thoughts on that. It was a great day in Express Spa. It was a phenomenal day in Express Spa. But if you followed my trades a little more, I sold out of my Express right. Spa uh-huh. before it went – down to the threes. Um, that's what I did. I You're all out of that. All right. Yeah, I'm all I, out of I it, guys. Know. I'm all. I'm all. And and would I buy it again? Yeah, for a trade, it's fun. It's Express Spa is going to do more testing. Express Spa, I think, has a – guys, if I had more time, me and Dennis and Spencer and Joel figured it out, we would try to do Express Spa on a leverage buyout. Because Express Spa <laughs> could make so much money. I'm not joking. If you guys want to put up money together, because Express Spa, they have the wrong pricing model. You go to the airport, you pay a one-time thing. It's $18 for like a six-minute massage. They should charge a membership fee, just like those other massage places do. And then you use it. Sometimes you, sometimes you don't. They could get such SaaS revenue, recurring revenue. Their multiple can go up. The stock should be at $30. I want to bring the CEO on this show, and I'm going to ask him why he doesn't have a recurring revenue um, um, system. So Zoltan, bring him on. I, and I want to, I want to interview him because I want to ask that because Express Spa, I think should be up 4X if they change their pricing model. They'd make so much money, but they haven't. So I'm out of it, Spencer, but I have it on my watch list because I may take a bite of it again. So maybe it's worth looking into getting a Benzinga SPAC going and we can, we can take them out. We can, well, they're already public, so that wouldn't work. No, but, no, uh, it, we can put them in. Our, oh, yeah, that's true. But we could do yeah, about it. Yeah. <laughs> LBL. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jason, any, any uh, final thoughts? Any, any, uh, I haven't given any. Yes. Has he given his opening thoughts and you're asking for final thoughts? Yeah, just like I haven't given anything. Okay, then go. I had to argue with Joel about, and Dennis about swear words. And that's about all I did today. So uh, thanks, guys. I did. I, um, I you know. Okay, then tell. I'm trying to get to it. Let's go. All right. All right. All right. So hi, guys. No, just kidding. So Ford, I he gave to us say what I own, so people know Ford. where I'm at. Because I hate I hate telling people. I don't know what you said, Spencer. So I'm just gonna keep going. So I hate telling people that I sold to me and they don't know. So here's what I mainly own in my portfolio. Yes, I own the apples, but that's not what I'm talking about. Um. So Eli. D-O-O-O, that's a three O's. That's another outdoor space. We're up 39% since we bought that on the show. Um, Flare Systems, F-I-F-L-I-R. That's Corona testing for buildings, basically, and a lot of other stuff, F-L-I-R. That is up 5.3% since show. Um, G-A-N, which I've seen a lot of you guys talk about on the show here today. So G-A-N, up 40.91% since the show. It is my fourth biggest position. I still own it. I sold 12% of the, of the position in the last two weeks, but I'm still in it. I think this one 
continues to run. Um, actually, Mitch, mark it down. Let's bring the GAN CEO on in a week or so. I think that would be a good one. Um, if, the, if we can't get him on, let's have him on the afternoon. But GAN um, would be a good one. So I'm, I'm long that. Uh, I always pronounce this one wrong. You guys make fun of me, but I'll try to do it right. Generic, G-N-R-C. I own the August 21st calls, 135 strikes. Um, that's up 249% since the show um, that I said I was buying it on. It's for generators. People, Corona, don't want to have to, you know, have no air. And so it's a Corona play. That's why I own GNRC. Um, LCA, I, I, I cut my position in half, so I own very little. I don't know. It wasn't moving like the way I like. Um, LTHM, I own it. And I don't have a price target, but I'm not selling it for a bit. I'm not selling it. It's I'm not looking at it. I'm not selling it. You guys can complain. I'm in that one with you. So let me know yeah, when you sell yeah. it. I'm yeah. just following Jason Rosen. That's a pure Jason Rosen. It's like no, the, no, no. The, the little R right beside it's, it. It's, a, it's all a, you. It's a G Monster Joel Conan. It was like uh, the Jason INSG Rosen. with Matt Kolb. I was like, I'm just selling. I'm just holding on. It's the Kolb play. We got yep. that lithium as the Rasnick play for me. That's fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll for um, LTHM, I mean, it'd be not. I mean, I'm I'm not selling it at all. But if it maybe if he gets to the 750 area. That's the area it got killed at. That's where everyone was complaining on the show about it. So a lot of times stocks will fill the gap and then pause a little bit. So if you're Wait a second. For I, a hold on. Short-term I did, target. I did sell some LHTHM. I sold 20% of it when it hit $8, but I still own like – I own all my calls on it, and I own still 80%. I sold some when it hit $8, but just 20%. But, I, but I'm but i still long, and it doesn't mean my convictions any less. Just letting you guys know, I was trying to not be on margin as much, so I was freeing up cash in some stocks. I still own Mastercraft, MCFT, waiting for the next earnings report. Um, I want to get to the exciting one. Peloton, of course, I still own. I'm not going to mess with that one. You don't, If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, but then you say it with Tesla, and you see what happens this past two days. Um, <laughs> the the one I gave you guys in the show that I was a little nervous because it's like a small stock, TRSSF, TRSSF. Is up twenty five percent, and it stayed up. I gave it at two thirty five. It's at two eighty six. A pot it's stock, a, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's Terrasen. It's a cannabis stock, but I I trust the CEO and the chairman. I know them very well, yeah. and um, I don't have any inside info. But like, I'm a believer in the chairman and the CEO. I know them very well. TRSSF. I own that. But the one that I want to go to, I'm going to skip the rest. Yes, I own Tesla. I own Twilio. I own VSTO still. Um, the one I want to skip to is WHR. Whirlpool. So I bought that after the show three weeks ago, or I think it was, I bought the September 18th, 20 calls, 150 strike price. We are up uh, 252% in three weeks on this, on these calls. Um, so it was, what are you going to do with that one, Jason? I, so I bought, I'll tell you exactly. What I, did. I bought 10 calls. Um, I sold one call yesterday. I'm going to sell another call today and I'm going to, this, can I can I make a suggestion? The Please. same suggestion that yeah, I, made. I love your suggestion as long as you don't swear. Go ahead. Uh, and, and when we were talking about this with the Tesla, um, can you find I, I, what what expiration are they? They are the September eight September eighteenth, man. September of eight this year. September of this year, and what's the strike? The strike is one fifty. Okay, man. You could look at the 155 or the 160s or 165s. You could sell those against your position. You can lock in your profit 
I mean, if it if it bolts to 170, then you know, then I'm wrong. But you can lock in your profit, and then if it just let's say it just hangs here for two or three weeks, then you lock in your profit. You watch the decay on that one, and you don't have to think about it. Uh, and I, I'm just you know, so I don't know do, how to do that. I don't know how to do that. Honestly, I got to sell calls to do that. Like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, you do. You buy calls. It's just a different strike. You can the sell same the calls month. against that, a higher so, strike. Yeah, sell calls. And premium. Yeah, you could probably sell the one. I don't have it up. I'll, I'll try and pull it up while uh, you're talking about If you about could something. send me, if you could slack me the trade, I'll do a couple just to see what it's like because I've okay. never done that. Honestly, okay. when I when I don't know something, I say I don't know. Okay. Like, and, nope. and okay. It's like It's just like on those, um, That's you guys fair. ask on WKHS and those things. I don't know enough about them to be like dangerous. It's like on the on the GAN thing. I want the GAN CEO, but you know, Joel. I mean, Dennis, you got, you had the solo CEO on yesterday. I want to find their suppliers, their customers, get those CEOs on. I want to like get the whole value chain and understand right. it and understand how it grows. And then I'm like, and then I'm you know, then I'm in to win it. The WHR trade was from a friend, but it was also I just started looking at the Google data, the Google trend data. People are searching for dishwashers 400 percent more than they were last year. You know, analysts who are on Wall Street aren't looking at that data. I mean, they're, they're just not. Um, and so um, I use- You know that where that company's based, Jason? What'd you say, boss? You know where that where that company's based? Which one, Whirlpool? Yeah. Battle Creek or something? Close, Benton Harbor. In Michigan though, right? Yep. Yep. Joel guys loves Michigan. I don't know. Do you live in Michigan or something, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I moved to Puerto Rico, guys. Lower taxes. I don't even live in Michigan anymore, so I don't even know. So you gotta like, yeah. so this isn't my this this is a virtual background I have right now. Um. So and then the other the last trade, guys. So Whirlpool, you guys should celebrate. You know, take some profit off or whatever. The last trade I have that I'm I'm still in and I'm in it pretty hardcore is Yeti. Y e t i to the point that I'm buying some Yeti clothes, t-shirts, swag, whatever, because. Yeti is my trade of everyone, you know, going on camping trips and buying Yetis. The brand is there. I bought it at 40 to 43. It's at 46. So it's not a big gainer. It's at 7%, but earnings are coming up. I believe, I don't know what Benzinga Pro says. I will not trust earning dates anywhere else other than Benzinga Pro because three times in the past three weeks, I've used other brokerages, including E-Trade, and they had the wrong earnings date. And it messed me up. And so... I'm just telling you, Benzinga Pro manually verifies the earnings dates and it's night and day. And I didn't know like this issue. So I trade a lot on the earning news. That's why the Tesla news, I was a little upset that he didn't talk about the Model Y because I know the demand is insatiable and they didn't talk about it. And that's what I thought would have made the market really rise. And that's why I didn't sell both calls. I was wrong that he didn't say that. It's just, you can't predict what they're going to say. You know, you can never predict it. But Yeti, if, if, if I'm not in the show in two weeks, in two weeks and that stock's not at 50 bucks, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Literally shocked. All right. Uh, Jason Rasnick is the founder and CEO of Benzinga. Uh, I just wanted to announce real quick because we've got a lot of irons on the fire in terms of CEOs uh, interviews. But the two we have confirmed for next week are Tuesday at 9 be talking to mark russell he's the ceo of nicola and the very next day wednesday at nine we'll be talking to thomas healy he's the ceo of Hylion, tickers shll for that back when they you, that's the, awesome that's uh, awesome guys thing. these guys so, you guys keep bringing the feedback so pre-market at benzinga.com or jason at benzinga.com if anything for me 
We're, you know, hiring different things. We have a lot of different new things going on. We're trying things, guys. We're tired of like, you know, you know, not being number one in the world. And that's what we want to be. So we have really big aspirations to be number one in the world and everything we do. And so we're not going to quit until we are. And to do that, we have to crowdsource and get people all around the world to help us on our mission to change the way finance and investing is done. So keep it up. We love the community. Oh, and then we have August 6th, the Chegg CEO, our man Zoltan, who says he's a better stock picker than me. We're going to have a stock contest, him and I. Um, he wrote me, Zoltan writes me at 1230 in the morning last night, Jason, we should talk about stocks more and uh, this stuff. So I was like, I love the passion, by the way. So um, I can't believe you guys you have Nicola CEO on. That's amazing. So, um, so that'll be Tuesday. So, and then and, maybe you can after, send us a sample. And then after that, I think I'm all electric vehicle out, honestly, that'll be like the sixth. Uh, EV, CEO we, we hit it hard on our show. We hit it hard, and I think it may be time to move on. But yeah, we, we do have the CEO of Chegg on in a couple of weeks. So, well, well, well of, we should get Elon Musk just to cap it all off. I'm so. working on that. Work one. on Musk. <laughs> well, right, they, no, I almost, I almost did a a, a live one-on-one interview with him in the uh, in the. Right. I went to the battery plant, and, the, and he was yeah. in the other place at the time. But we, um, we also work on the GAN seals um, as yeah. well, the GAN yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be good. And I think we can get Elon on, to be honest. It's just a little early if we're doing it in the morning. That's, that's, that's for him. So, yeah. all right, all right, guys. Well, do right. I have any new trade I'm making right now? I just saw someone else. There's nothing I'm buying today unless Dennis tells me to. That's the honest <laughs> truth. Like, like, there's nothing I'm buying today unless Dennis tells me to. I, I've been trimming a little bit on everything. I was on. I'm spooked. 20, I'm spooked a bit. Yeah, so am I. I was at 25% margin. As of like the end of last week, I'm now down to 10% margin. By the end of today, I may be at zero margin because I, I I love like when stuff's going straight up, but when, when it starts shaking, I sometimes get shaked and I and I think you it doesn't mean don't buy like you know when people say, but I think you may have a couple more days of this and then you can buy. That's where that's my opinion. But Aria, we'll bring it back to that Spencer, then I'll hang up because we have three year olds listening and they need to learn these words. But um, Aria said the stock market's going up. So I don't know. That was my three-year-old. So who knows? Good call from Josh last time he was on the show. So I'll go with it. I'll yeah, go you, with you that. did that trade, Dennis. I, I did. did. I did. You, you did, and you made money on Microsoft. I never bought it. You bought, yeah. you bought Microsoft like at one forty. I'm and, still in it. I know. What'd you buy with one forty, one sixty, or something? It's like two ten. One fifty-one. Oh my right god! Josh. So... I was thinking about it, and Josh said, "I'm like I'm buying it right now." I remember that he said it because he plays the Xbox. I never bought it. I'm so mad. It's one stop, you know. Um, I've always wanted to own it and it pulled back obviously, you know, with the whole COVID thing. And I was like, I think they're still going to be okay even through COVID. And they were obviously, and it was a good one. So thank Josh for me. I will. I will. He, he's going to say, can you give him some V bucks? That's what he'll say. <laughs> <All right. laughs> That's like, you know? I don't know what V bucks are. So <laughs> it's, uh, it can mean a lot, right? It's um, it's for Microsoft, like the game system to get stuff like, so once you make it, once, once it's up a hundred percent, send him a $10 V buck card. Okay, he'll, there you lo- go. He'll, he'll love you. He'll listen. When he gets he to 300, Joel, remind me when he gets to 300. Joel's his favorite guy. Cause Joel tells him to wave to the birdies. All right, guys. Love you. Thank you. <laughs> Have a great day. Talk to you this weekend. See ya. Peace. All right. Um, real, real fast. I just want to get to, uh, get, yes. guys, get your guys thoughts on uh, Raytheon and RTX. Cause somebody asked a long time ago, like an hour ago in the chat, I promise we'd get RTX. to it. Yeah. Just give us your quick high level technical thoughts, overview thoughts on, on RTX real fast. It, it, the rotation to value right now is going to potentially help that. So the question is, and this is the big question, you know, and then I'll finish, you know, and, and let you guys finish the show. But the big question is, 
did the Apple and the tech sell off? Is it going to be rotation into other stocks, which we kind of saw yesterday? We saw some of the value names starting to show some life. Or is it going to, you know, just start fear and they're going to start selling across the board? Or the third question, do they just rotate right back in? I mean, if you think they're going to rotate into some of the value-oriented names, Raytheon, from a value perspective, is pretty cheap. 3% dividend. The stock chart doesn't look that bad to me. It's kind of in consolidation station. I think you could strike. But again, if the whole market rolls over and they start to really slam everything, then, you know, all bets are off. But I'd say if I was going into Raytheon for a trade, you jump it in this morning at 63, you stop yourself out that low of the move, 60.82. Uh, Dennis, you're playing it pretty, uh, pretty, pretty tight. tight. Too tight, pretty too tight. tight. Yeah, I do that I mean, too, and I get stopped out. Yeah. Like the shell, maybe, you know, the one I got stopped on yesterday, maybe it was too tight with the 21. But, but I mean, that's I'm a just, wild stock, though. Because I know we have a variety of different uh, listeners here with time frames. And so this one, I'm just going to try and go to the weekly. And I'm looking at this like 58 to 59 area, couple weekly lows there going back. I mean, that just that just looks like a ton of support here. So I know we're five bucks away from it, but that's where the big boys are buying it, 58 to 59, slowly moving its way up. So great you know, company, yeah. valuation. If we're not worried about financial crisis part two anymore, I think I think Raytheon's a good buy. I kind of like it. What's the divvy on it? Three. It's not yeah. bad. Okay. Well, in a zero percent environment, it's not bad. And obviously, defense. You know, a lot of government contracts coming in there. It's not going away. Uh, folks are just asking about the continuation move in Apple. Yeah, it's continuing, folks. When people, when stocks have seven, you know, big down days like that, they follow through. The next they they just follow through. And this thing has had a hell of a run. Uh, I'm not going to go into just you know final thoughts here. Uh, we got down to thirty-one ninety-nine and a quarter uh, overnight, and the you know, but that's not the number. The number for me is thirty-one ninety. Uh, that was your glowback slow on Monday. You had a couple other lows in that area, so we'll see if the you know close on the low for the week Friday trick. But that, I mean, I'm I'm keeping my bull hat on. I'll say thirty-one ninety. That's really the support level you got to keep an eye on. It's 20 handles away. Definitely would be, you know, cover some shorts there the first time on a bounce. But that that's a big level. Coming back on the upside today, I don't think we're going to see that glowbacks high at 32.39. And I think a good day for the market would just be getting back to scratch, you know, closing unchanged. But I don't think that's happened. I think we're in for Crowded a down trades. day. Yeah, yeah, we're here for a down day. There was crowded trades. They're coming off. Um, again, the two-day move says we might get a little bounce just after the open. So wash out, maybe wash it down to 360, and then you start to see a bounce. So I wouldn't be surprised to see our little relief pop. The question is, is that relief pop just get sold again? You know, in certain stocks, I think it does. So uh, the trend broke. So again, you got to be somewhat cautious just randomly buying dips when trends are breaking. Triple Q, five this person has asked for a couple times. This is a wild child, the T triple Q. I, I have traded it before and trade some options on it. Oh, you're talking the uh, levered yeah, one. The levered it, one. It, yeah, it, you're levered up on this one. You're filling a gap here at uh, at 105. You, ever, you came down to this area. What was that high that day? So it's got to hold 105 here. It's opening down four bucks off the open. It doesn't hold 105, man. More downside for this, really. And that big wick there, or that big candle from nine. I don't like seeing those kind of candles when you go from. Oh, this is on the weekly, but man, better hold 105 here. 
more downside for teachers. I mean, we've had a big run in the test. Yeah, so exactly. does it come off for more than two days? Maybe. Um, again, you know, I, I, okay, so full of score. I own Amazon. I own Google. I own Apple. I own Microsoft. I'm not selling them. So I don't think they're going away. So yes, you know, the valuations on some of these are stretched for sure. Um, if they were on for trades, I'd probably dump them all. But I've had them on for a long time. Amazon, not so long, but I'm still up 800 points or something in it. And I've always wanted to own Amazon. So I'm not going to let it go. When I bought it, I said I was buying it for the long term. Obviously, it went up 50%. And, you know, hindsight capital 2020. Should I sell and rebuy? Maybe. But you got to figure too, you know, when you you're selling stuff, you got to pay the taxes sell. on it. Yep. So, you know, it's not just like, okay, I'm going to scalp a buck off this. Well, no, you just now triggered a huge gain. So, you know, that's the one thing about when you've got long-term, you know, in your long-term accounts. My trading account, I don't care. It's all taxed, you know, 100%. So it doesn't matter. But in my, and that's my prop account. But, you know, in my investment account, it's not. So, you know, I hold stuff longer term. You get the capital gains, you know, you can play it that way. Obviously, there's an exemption, you know, we know if you're American. Um, and obviously, most of our listeners are. So you got to consider those implications too. Do you think we're in a pullback or do you think the story's over? I don't think the story's over in Amazon. I don't think the story's over in, you know, in, in Microsoft and Apple. I, I think Microsoft eventually is a $300 stock. So I think I'm hoping eventually I got to give Josh those V bucks, but short term, it's cooling off. Uh, I did put a couple of links in the description of this video on YouTube uh, to our uh, merch site on Shopify and also for our upcoming uh, Benzinga Bootcamp. Uh, we went way over today, so I'm going to wrap it up now. I want to thank our guest, Jason Razik. Thanks to all of you in our chats. Please, uh, if you liked it, hit a like, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. We appreciate that very much. Thanks to the handful of Super Chat donations we got as well today. You yeah, every day. Catch the replay of this show on YouTube, where our podcast is also available on every major podcast platform. You can always email us, premarketatbenzinga.com. Um, I may not be around in the afternoon to do a, an afternoon show, uh, so... Uh, just if you don't see me for whatever reason, uh, I, I, Joe, I have to go to the Secretary of State today. Unfortunately. Again? Okay. I'll, uh, I'll run it. I'll run yeah. it. So I, I, I I'll might have to refresh that. my memory, but Yeah, I'll I may not it. be around for that. Uh, please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a great rest of your Friday. Have a good weekend if I don't talk to you, and uh, stay safe. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.